Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran. I didn't see her for her species. I saw her for her big heart. <laughs> and, and breasts. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. And clearly, you've never been in love. I feel like I've never been in love with cinema after watching this movie. <laughs> and the movie, of course, we're talking about. The movie that we're going back and revisiting. Men in Black International. Is Men in Black International. Men in Black International. So, we sat through it. We watched it. Yes. We did it. I've been putting this off for more than the a year. The band-aid has been ripped. Like, I did not want to talk about this movie when we initially talked about it. I didn't want to go see it in the you cinema. You can tell from our previous episode how much we didn't want to talk yes, about it. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, we finally watched it. And we're here today to break down how well we did with our original prediction. Yes. Yes, we are. We're like two returning soldiers come back from warfare. I just want to point out as well that if you haven't listened to our original episode on Men in Black International, I urge you to go back and listen to that first. You might be a little bit lost. Because this is very much a reflection on that. And also, on that note, if you haven't seen Men in Black International, don't. Please don't hurt yourself. No. Maybe you've already seen Men in Black International. Maybe you are unlucky enough to go and watch it in the cinema (laughs) in its initial run. You've been hurt by it. You've been jaded by it. Maybe you even liked it. So if you haven't seen it already and you for some reason want to, maybe watch the movie first because we're very much going to go into what happened in that movie point by point. We're going to spoil a lot of things, but I just also want to point out that this isn't a review. We're not going to say what happened in the actual movie point by point. We're only going to reference what happened in the actual movie and compare it to what we predicted. Yes, yes. Um, Now, we try to keep our opinions to ourselves because it's not what this show's about, but I have a feeling, especially after that intro, that that's probably not going to happen. It's already on the table, Matty D. Like, we're thrown down the gauntlet. I feel like this is our therapy session after this. Um, Yeah, we need to talk through our issues. I need this. Yes. I need to talk this out. Now, obviously, Matty D and I didn't like the movie. Now, I think... Matty D hated the movie more than me because I actually enjoyed watching the movie for our prediction. So I was like, yep, we got that. We got that. We got that. Of course, we didn't predict any alien sex scenes in our plot, but yeah, <laughs> if we did, we'd be swimming in points right now. Yeah, we did pretty well. There was a remarkable amount did, uh, of alien pretty, sex scenes in the movie. pretty well, uh, all things considered. Because oh, well, we don't know that yet. When, we don't know that. Well, that's that's the vibe I'm getting, but I guess we'll go into it. Because when we, when we did this movie, when we looked at this movie, when we looked at the trailer, there was no information. Very and little. we were like, oh, we don't really know. We don't know what's going to happen. So. We were like, how does the stuff in this trailer connect? It doesn't look like it connects well at all. And it turns out it, that carried over into the movie. And I think there was another trailer that was released after yeah, I think so. we did the, we did our episode. And we were like, damn it. It's making more sense now. But it turns out that that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> it never made sense. No. The actual movie doesn't make sense. Uh, how did you think about it? Like, well, how did you feel about how it? How did I think about it? How did you think about I it? I sat and I furrowed my brow and that's how I thought about it. No. Fair enough. What did I think about it? Completely unwatchable. It's a terrible movie. I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it. But we specifically said that this isn't a review. So, like, yeah. that's not really the point. But you could really tell in the movie that they were trying to recapture the method of making the first movie. I mean, you could tell that all the actors were improvising their lines. But the problem is they cast everybody as the funny guy. They didn't have the Tommy Lee Jones character in the movie. Well, you could say and that was the Tessa dynamic. Thompson was the Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, but she was trying to be funny too. <laughs> she was trying to be funny. She was trying so hard Everyone to be funny. Everyone was trying to be funny. I, I, I was- like these actors, by the way. But in this movie, I walked away from it being like, I fucking hate them. Yeah. It's, I think it's really brave of the filmmakers to go in and make a comedy movie that isn't funny at all. Yeah, very brave. Like, I think that's really groundbreaking. We haven't really seen that before. No, I mean, well, there's I mean, plenty of have. like Rebel Wilson movies out there, but you know, from like these sort of big name actors. But yeah, yeah, 
You could tell that they were improvising their lines because a lot of stuff just really fell flat and there was just scenes that went nowhere. And you're like, all right, they were trying to recapture that Will Smith magic. But they got people who couldn't really improvise. Like, as I said in the original episode, Chris Hemsworth cannot do comedy. And this movie proved me right, it's hard I feel. To, it's hard to defend that point after this movie. I still think he's like, good at if comedy. If someone's writing the lines for him, he's pretty good. But if he is left to stand these, on his own feet and improvise, he cannot do it. These actors came out after this movie and just trashed it themselves. Yeah. And they said, oh, the reason was because the writing was so bad. But I don't think there was that much writing there. <laughs> Like, I mean, sure, the script probably sucked, but you could tell. You could tell that they were trying hard to add their own stuff in. But yes. Anyway. So this was also, I just wanted to point out, the longest Men in Black movie in existence. One hour and 54 minutes, and I felt every single second of it. No other Men in Black movie is that long, and I think I'm very grateful for that. Actually, no, I'm angry. Why is this one the longest? I don't know. I I really struggled with this. I was actually watching the time go down. um, Yeah, me too. And then there was points where I was pausing the movie. I was like, oh, 30 minutes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, My housemate would come downstairs every now and again, and I would just be sitting on my couch, like slumped over with this with this really grumpy expression on my face. Yeah. He's like, you're not really enjoying yourself, are you? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> this movie is terrible. And the pacing was so weird. Like they jumped all over the place. They'd be going back and forth and it was really hard to make sense of. And then that just elongated the movie runtime even further. So like mm. in your head, you feel like you're going through a longer experience. Yeah. But let's get into what we said, what we got right, yeah, what we got let's, wrong. let's do that. So this was one of the episodes where we actually teamed up to predict the plot together. So typically what we do in our episodes is we'll go away and we'll come up with our own plots and then... When we go back and revisit the movie, we see who got closer. But in this circumstance, we were working together. So what we're going to do is I looked at everything we got right. Maddie D looked at everything we got wrong. Mm-hmm. So from those figures, we're going to make up a ratio and see which way it leans, which way it balances, whether we got more right or more wrong overall. Yeah. Uh, I'm personally thinking that I think we did pretty well in this I episode. I think we did well as well. That was what got me excited while watching the movie. I'm like, I cannot believe this. We I think we got very close. almost everything. I think this might be our most successful prediction so I think, far. I think it is. We will see. I suppose the numbers won't lie so let's get into it so I think I'm going first we like to get the good out of the way first before we go Go into the the bad bad. so I'm going to cover everything that we got right in the movie let's do it now one thing I just wanted to correct straight away this is something completely unrelated we said that Tessa Thompson died off screen in Avengers Infinity War. Did we? She did not. She oh. did not die. She turned up in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but did Avengers Endgame wasn't out at that point, so we didn't know. So we didn't know who lived and who died. Okay. So I think that's just important to correct. We just want to clarify that. Yeah. So I was definitely wrong there. But anyway, so the first point that we got right is that we said that Agent M, aka Molly, we didn't know what her name was. I thought it was going to be Monica. But... Uh, <laughs> We said that Agent M seeks out the men in black rather than being recruited. I think that's fairly obvious because it was in the trailer, but we got that exactly right, of we course. Did. And you said that M would be the audience surrogate. That was you specifically, Maddie D. But yes, that's exactly right because I, I she is, so. she's very much learning what's going on and having stuff explained to her. But at this point, we know the world of Men in Black well enough that we don't really need that. Okay. But they felt the need to do it anyway. Playing devil's advocate, there are probably some new people that are being introduced yeah. to this world for the first time because yep. this is aimed at a younger demographic. So Absolutely. give him credit there. I mean, that demographic will yeah, no they longer were very, be interested in Men in Black. Yeah, but, you know. they were very much playing to a new audience weren't they like you didn't really need to know anything about the other movies it very much felt like a reboot very much so yeah and speaking of we said that the movie would be a loose remake of the first men in black movie and it pretty much is almost beat for beat i mean it's nowhere near as good but it very much follows that exact same formula new person is recruited into mib they're given a partner the partner has to explain the ropes Everything isn't what it appears to be. Same standard formula. They're tracking down a nefarious villain that's come that's onto right. the come to Earth. 
taken over a human form. Finding alien leads. I think you said it, uh, you explained it as, it's like the old movie, but in... On a national on a, scale. On in an international scale. scale. On a Sorry. scale. Yes, that's right. So we got that right. And we said that Haiti is the mentor and former partner of H. Again, I think that was fairly obvious because we saw them working together in the trailer, but it is absolutely correct. Yeah. And you thought on your assessment of H that he wouldn't take things seriously and jokes around because everything comes naturally to him anyway, but he always does a great job. Now, I actually thought that was correct. That was a correct statement because that's basically true, but I don't know if he, didn't he, do anything. If he did a good job, really. No, he never did anything good. So the first half of that sentence is right, so yeah. we deserve a point for and that. in the movie, they were trying to sort of establish that he's changed because we're going to be suspicious of him. Maybe did he used to be good? <laughs> did he used so. to be competent? I guess he, so, but how does the denial neuralizer make you it's just a neuralizer that's something i got wrong a neuralizer how can a neuralizer make you a complete idiot idiot maybe he was always an idiot but he was just riding the coattails of high tea like there was that alien that was just like hey h you gotta listen to me there's this thing going on and he's like no man let's have a like let's let's have have a vodka cranberry let's have a vodka cranberry i'm like you're the worst agent in the world yes this is just another little correction. I called the two twins who play what we think is the bad guys in the movie. I called them the Les Twins. What an idiot I am. They're French. They're Les Twins. Les Twins. But I called Les Twins. <laughs> Les what Twins. What a fucking ignorant <laughs> Westerner I am. The Les Twins. It just made me cringe listening Les back. Miserables. Yeah, Les Miserables. <laughs> so yeah, it's Les Twins. So we thought that the Le Twins would be the villains. Well, first of all, let's let's break it down. We thought they'd be aliens, first and foremost. I don't know how we got that impression. What made you think that they were aliens, Matty D and Kieran? I mean... Yeah, they were obviously aliens. We were correct in that. And we also thought... They looked really cool as well, if I could put a positive. Yeah. Their effects were really cool, I thought. I thought they were a bit over the top. Like I'm okay, like, it's enough. not cool. It's, it's just kind of like lame. But whatever. <laughs> all right. Sorry to step all over all your right. one positive point for the movie. <laughs> I got I to gotta pull them out, man. So we also thought that Rafe Spall would be an agent in the UK branch of MIB. That's absolutely he was. correct. He was. We tossed up the idea, I suppose, that he might be an alien, but we're like, no, he's British. He's got to be an agent. And we, I think we painted him as a kind of jerk, which he Well, was. we didn't really discuss him. We thought he would be R. Like, I just threw it out there, like, he's Arr. Agent R. But he's actually Agent C. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. He's Agent C. Oh, I get it. I didn't get it's it a at joke. the time. Come on, right. it's the same. The movie has high T in it. Yeah, I guess it's on that same level. And what else, like, starts with a C? <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, another thing I wanted to bring up, we talked about Rip Torn in the last movie, how he was having a few issues. He's now dead. He died in between our last episode and this oh, one. Oh, no. So, yeah, rest in peace, Rip Torn. I suppose R.I.P. Rip Torn. <laughs> R.I.P. Rip Torn. Now, we thought that the character of Pawnee, and this is the only point that we talked about Pawnee in the whole prediction, we thought that Pawnee would replace Frank the Pug as the cute alien for all the marketing. And that was absolutely yeah. correct. And if we're going off the second Men in Black movie where he kind of is the... Yeah, he's in it too much. Tag along. Yeah. Like, Pawnee fills that role in this movie. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, I didn't realize how pervasive Pawnee would be in the movie. I hated that character. Yes, so did I. He didn't need to be there. Nope. And literally there would be points in the movie where the writers would forget that he'd be there. (laughs) Because he'd just be there tagging along, not saying anything. They wouldn't refer to him and he wouldn't appear. He's there to be funny. But they just forgot that he was there. He wasn't (laughs) contributing. And then he would speak and I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot that Pawnee was there. Uh. Maybe he was written in the last second because they're like, this movie doesn't have anything. We need (laughs) like This movie doesn't have anything. Something. We need something that the audience can latch onto. Something. You know what it reminds me of? Throw him in a CGI. Do you remember that terrible Flintstones movie, the second one, where there was that little alien that followed him around that called, oh, you dum dum. The Great Gazoo. That was 
is what it was reminding me of. Yeah, that was Alan Cumming in that movie. But yeah, that was a, that was from the cartoon. Mm. He was equally as annoying in the cartoon. But yes, yeah, it was exactly like that. And he was an alien too, and green. <laughs> wow. But yeah, not even Kamal Nanjiani could save it. Save the movie, save the character, save the scenes. Yeah, it was all awful. <laughs> so now we started to delve into the actual plot of the movie itself. So you actually floated the idea that the movie would open with a flashback. Yeah. So technically the movie does open with a flashback because it flashes back to 2016 for some reason. Well, I thought there would be a cold open. You thought there'd be a flashback. And so we, you know what? So we, we were, were both like, right. We were both we, yeah, right. We settled it. We said it's a cold open. That's a flashback. And we were absolutely right because it's a flashback to 2016 for some reason showing High T and H on their mission in Paris, which we'll get to. We'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, we're absolutely right about that. And we also thought that the movie would open with an action sequence, of course, featuring High T and H. Absolutely correct there as well. But I think the movie sort of needs that. One of the only things they did right, writing-wise. And we said that High T and H would get into a shootout, specifically in an exotic location. I know that we you decided, said an exotic location. We decided to settle on Paris, which was absolutely correct. And they'd be there investigating alien activity. So that's all absolutely correct. Well done us, pat on the back. Yeah, we called the start of this movie pretty much down to the T. <laughs> and we thought that High T would get a promotion to the head of the UK branch of MIB. I guess we're to assume that because we don't really he know. He did, but that happens off screen. We right. thought it would happen on screen, so we were technically correct there. And we also floated the idea that the opening action scene is related to the rest of the plot. It absolutely is. It hinges on the whole plot. That's the big reveal at the end is all based on this opening action scene. So well done us. Another point for us. Hats on the back all around. Now, I've really got to give you some credit here, Matty D, because an idea that you had was that M, Molly, saw an alien when she was a child. Boom. And then the men in black turn up. We thought it might be J and K. That would be the perfect opportunity. That would opportunity. have been so good. And they could have just made it really subtle. Like just, yeah. you know. They could have done a Rogue One CG. If they couldn't get the actors, they could have just at well, least like made it look like we it was We see them. them afar. So you could have gotten away with people yeah. that look like J and K. And you'd be like, oh, is it them? Have or someone is do it an impression else? of them. Yeah. Because what it, a wasted opportunity. Yeah, it would have been around 1999. Yeah. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. So J and K, well. K would have been retired at this uh, point, so you could have had at least J, and then you could have had that other guy who was who'd replaced J for a little bit, or maybe even the woman who they hated, the actress that they hated. No, they wouldn't have brought her back. Right. She would have been desperate for all because, you know, what else did she do? Remember the woman from the first Men yes, in Black yes, movie? Yeah. Apparently she was like the worst on really? set. That's why she wasn't in the sequel because they were like, we are not asking her back. Was she like a, a bit bitch. of a diva, was she? Yes, she was. Well, but yeah, what happened to her career? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. She was just kicked out of Hollywood. Right. But anyway. Pays to be nice. Moving back on track. So, yeah, that was absolutely correct, that your idea. So that was all on you, Maddie D. Well done. That M saw an alien when she was a child. Men in Black turned up. Her parents were neuralized and she wasn't. That all happened in the movie and you predicted every point there. And you also thought on that same point that M would spend the next 20 years looking for the Men in Black. She did mention that in the trailer. Yeah, we knew that in the trailer. So, but it's still right. Still get a point. And you also said that M has newspaper clippings in her bedroom about the men in black. I couldn't believe it when I saw it in the movie. I'm yeah. like, there you go. Maddie did called it. But, you know, if she's obsessed with it, you know, why wouldn't she have did it? Did I say that? I thought you said that. No, that was you. Oh, look how smart I am. Because we described her as a fangirl, right? Yeah, well, you did. I said that she'd be related to Jay, but I suppose we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Talk about it. I thought she was going to have more of a connection to the previous movies, but of no, course, of course not. She didn't. You just said, no, nah, she's just a fangirl. So yeah, you were absolutely right. But that's part of the whole, you, you know, I gave you credit for that. <laughs> yeah, we still you. get a point for that. But by the way, what is the deal? I'm turning into Jerry Seinfeld here, but yeah. what is the deal with opening the movie with a flashback to 2016 and then in the next scene going to a flashback 20 years earlier? 
why not just start the movie with that 20 years earlier flashback? Well, why couldn't you just have the H and high T scene second? I, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference. I think you said it best in the episode where you were like, we have to start with an action scene. That's the okay, rule. I guess that's it. They that's were so why. desperate to have an action scene that they threw like all logic out the window. So it, it just yeah. it's so stupid. And, uh, 2016, 1999, 2019. Yeah. Why? And narratively, we needed to have that establishing M storyline that she finds the alien as a kid. But it, both scenes are maybe five minutes, so it wouldn't have made a difference narratively if you switched them. Yeah, I would have switched them around. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even had that opening. Um, I guess you need that Paris fight yeah. scene, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You just switch them around. Like, get an editor in, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Just a badly written movie, I'm just going to say. <laughs> All around bad movie, but that's obvious at this point. Uh, this was something we saw in the trailer, but we correctly predicted it in the actual movie. Uh, we said that M would come across an illusion, a fake fence specifically created by the MIB to mask alien activity. And we thought she'd be smart enough to figure it out, but no, she just walks into some pigeons that fly into it. Yes. <laughs> that, the, that the alien force field didn't figure yes. out. You so know. we were right there, and we said that we didn't actually see in the real movie what was behind this illusion, but we no, did we predict didn't. we did predict that the fence would be hiding an alien spaceship and that there'd be men in black back there. Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly that's what happened. Exactly right. What a terrible looking alien, by the way. Was yeah. this was this a gag? That was like the only practical effect they had in a movie. It was like a man in a comedy alien suit. Yeah, I was trying to figure out was this like a call back to something? Because it, I don't think so. It seems too It was silly. like the most stereotypical alien you could imagine, like cartoonish stereotypical alien. Because there was a she had a picture of him somewhere else, this alien. It was called Jimmy. Yeah, that's and right. She was like tracking Jimmy down. I don't know if there's like an alien that looks like that in popular. Yeah, probably folklore. not. I didn't think the CGI was too terrible in this movie, but no, it was, it was good. just like it was just had so little character that it just didn't have the same impact as any of the other Men in Black movies. Bad CGI or not. So we thought that M would use a makeshift black suit. You described it as a dingy suit. I don't know why dingy is your go-to descripting <laughs> word. Oh, yeah. And it turns out it was just, they didn't go into how she got the suit. It just was Yeah, there. we thought she might take it from a homeless person. Yeah, she would pay shop. somebody to take it. I really wanted to see. On a, this guy's wedding day. Yeah, I wanted to see a homeless guy wearing her clothes. That was what That'd I really funny. wanted to see. That'd be funny. I love how much we thought about this. We're like, she has to wear the suit to get in, but she's wearing jumpers. So how yeah. can she have, you know, how can like, she get the suit? We didn't even just consider... That she would underneath. be wearing a suit underneath her jumper. Yeah. And we just really overthought and what it. What a well thought out plan. Like she was like, I'm going to find this men in black and then I'm going to take the jumper off and I'm not going to go in. I'm going to follow them in my taxi. Yeah, that's right. Back lot, to the headquarters. Lot, that's my next point. So we said that she'd used the suit to get into the men in black. That's absolutely right. And we thought that the guard in the vestibule, the man who sits there with the newspaper, this. which by the way, played by a different actor. Yeah, very What's going on there? We thought that he'd let her into the MIB headquarters. And maybe they does. do shift work. It's a different guy each time. Yeah, maybe. But the joke was that he was there all the time in the other movies. Yeah. It was a kind of ruins it if, like it, if it's a completely different actor. Yeah. Now, we said that M would confront O in the Men in Black headquarters and ask to join. That was in the trailer, but yes, it absolutely happened in the movie. We thought that O would be apprehensive about letting her join. But she was. M would talk her way in anyway and would and would know what to say to convince her. Yeah, compliment her dress sense. Yes. Well, it was more complicated than that, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> so we got that right. Uh, and we also thought that M would be immediately assigned to the UK branch, which is absolutely she correct. Was. But, you know, logic would state that since, you know, she's not in New York for any other points in the trailer, that she would have to be immediately assigned to the UK branch. That's our clever we predicting could have jumped, powers. We could have thought that we'd jump further in time. We could have thought, like... <laughs> You know, they're already jumping all over the place. Yeah. Like, why not have five years later? She's establishing she's the UK. There. Yeah, but no. 
she was just immediately sent there. Now, something I wanted to bring up, something we didn't talk about in our prediction, but was in the movie that really annoyed me, that really pissed me off. The men in black have a private subway station, right? Yes. You saw that in the movie. There was even like a weird alien that was shoes for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. The train in their private subway station that nobody but the men in black uses or sees Mm -hmm. looks like a regular New York subway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She gets onto the train. And it transforms. And it transforms into a fancy futuristic train. Yeah. Why? Because if somebody who is not men in black comes down, they'll be like, it's But just nobody else goes down there. It's their private subway station. Uh, keeps them humble. For like a few seconds. <laughs> for a few seconds. But like, I, I, remember where you came like from. Everyone comes in, sits down, and then immediately has to stand up and let the train change and then sit back down again. <laughs> it was so stupid. Like, it would make more sense if it was just like in a regular subway station. So they yeah. had to disguise it to keep it from other people. And like, it was a service that nobody uses. Like, I think that was the original cut. And then they've recut it together. So it's because they private. couldn't get any extras. <laughs> Because you notice anytime they're outside or in a location, there's no extras. Yeah. It's just empty. What's up with that? Everywhere it's they go, it's empty. Yeah. Except for the agency. And then yeah, of like course. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of that is just CGI anyway. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, you called after the show. You were just like, oh my God, it's a train. I should have called that. It's a train that they go across the world. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that doesn't count. It doesn't count Can't now. Give but you actually, you Can't actually give me a point. That afterwards. I, I didn't even put too that much whole together. subway scene. I was too busy struggling through it. That was like the death knell for me. It was like really? that was the that, point where I, I realized, yeah, this movie is really going to suck. That hit it for you. Right. That, that, it's just bad writing. It's just bad filmmaking, bad writing. There was no need for any of that to be there. And just there was no logic to it. And that's no. the whole movie. There's just no logic to it. <laughs> Tagline There's no logic to it. So they go to the UK. Yes. So M goes to the UK. We thought that M would be greeted by high tea as soon as she arrives in the UK Men in Black yeah, branch. She is. She is. She, she's asked to go report to like trainee initiation or like a, like a training oh, schedule, but then mean, she just decides not to. You mean pull out guns and look smugly at them? Yeah. Roll her eyes. Yes. That training. I don't know what that montage. was about. Uh, and we also thought that high tea would have a tragic backstory. Now, he doesn't really. No, he doesn't. But if you think about it, it's kind of tragic to the high T character that he was this great celebrated men in black person, but then he was taken over by the hive and essentially destroyed, except for like, I, I guess like a tiny little bit yeah, of his personality. Is, is, he, is he being possessed? He was consumed by the hive and taken over. Because I was a little confused with, because they were like, high T is dead. The man you know is gone. Yeah. But then she could still talk to, or no, the H could still talk to him. And Well, what happens is the hive comes in and slowly like takes over your body until it completely it's like a um parasite yeah it's like a parasite it just eats him away until there's nothing left okay but i suppose uh, we'll talk about it later but i suppose we're to believe that there was enough of him left to for h to be able to talk to him later in the movie but yes so so. you would say that that's tragic right so technically he has a tragic backstory so that's why i gave us a point i guess i was being a little generous there but anyway it still Mm -hmm. counts we thought that M would be partnered with H. Well, duh. But it happens. It's worth a <laughs> that's point. That's a point. And you specifically said that H always does his own thing. Like, that's his whole role in the, in the Men in Black organization. He just doesn't listen to orders, does his own thing. He's a maverick. And that's He's absolutely right. That's pretty much the whole character motivation. And now I just want to give myself a little pat on the back here because I specifically said, end quote, that he would say, I can show the rookie the ropes. And that line was in the movie. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> 
So that was definitely worth a point too. And we thought that M would be disappointed by H's way of doing things. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, she's she continually is. disappointed by him because she's I don't know why she thought that he was such a great guy. I guess other people told her there was that weird brain alien that was oh like my manipulating God. time. That annoyed me so much because that made me ask all the tenant questions like, is that happening for everybody yeah. or is it just them? Also, it was just so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, they just wanted to rewind that scene of Chris Hemsworth pointing at the camera over and over again. Slow it down and make it... I guess it was a joke. I guess it was. Again, very bold to make jokes that aren't funny. <laughs> like, so much money would have gone into making that CGI monstrosity that was doing all that brain stuff. Like, someone probably spent a week working on that. <laughs> and there was that guy with the four that eyes. Gag. Was she attracted to him? I was, like, confused with whether she was or whether she wasn't. You mean M? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the initially- only reason she wanted to partner up with him was because she thought he was hot. Was it? Like, that was the whole. Because yeah, absolutely. I, I That's thought it was movie. because she respected him as like the best agent in the field. Well, she's like gushing and blushing when she's talking to him. Yeah, initially. sometimes. And another time, she's just like, she just hates him. Why? Are you it's meditating? just bad writing, Matty D. So I was, I was confused. I think she just wanted to bone him. I, I, I didn't know if it was like she was interested at the start. Yes, or absolutely. Whether she just wanted to like. Well, we didn't discuss that, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But yeah. It just confused me because she she does end up having catching feelings for him in that campfire scene, I guess. But yeah, in the desert. In the desert. Yeah. Oh, oof. For no reason. But anyway, they, then they didn't even like end up having a relationship in the movie. Well, that was the whole point, right? It was yeah, yeah. You can't have a relationship. Yeah. It's the, it's the but they sort of suggested down that they had ending. Yeah, feelings for each other. Or at least she had feelings for him. But then again, he like bangs everybody. So why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he go there? On a related note, we also thought that M would be constantly trying to pull H back into line. Yeah. That's a hundred percent correct. I Free can't believe that was in the movie. His shirts up. Yes. Yeah, again, weird joke. What's the deal with that? And we thought there'd be a secret nightclub for aliens. We sort of saw that in the trailer, but there is. And we also predicted that there would be celebrity cameos in the movie. There wasn't really celebrity uh, cameos, but they did show a picture of... Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Up on the screen. Now, who was on the screen before him? I can't remember. I don't know if I saw a different version to everybody else, but for me, there was an Asian guy on the screen for a really long time, and I'm like, am I supposed to know who that is? (laughs) I didn't pay attention. And then Donald Glover came on the screen, and I'm like, I know who that is. (laughs) But yeah, I might have watched a different cut, but I have a feeling that they might put a different person in for each version of the movie right so like in the US it would be somebody else and then Donald Glover in the UK it would be like a local actor like Chris Hemsworth localised local UK actor Chris Hemsworth yeah I guess we might have to rewatch that scene and see if it changes yeah I don't know who really cares I can't remember I'm not going to rewatch the movie but anyway yeah so there was at least one celebrity cameo so that's worth a point and we also thought that the twins wouldn't be the major bad guys ding ding and they aren't they weren't even really bad guys at all even though they killed people our heroes killed two Innocent creatures. Well, they weren't innocent. They killed heaps of people. They were being very selfish in their innocence. Right. Let's put it that way. Like, they didn't care about collateral damage on Earth. Right. Like, they just wanted to save their planet. You know, they would kill anyone who got in their way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. They weren't the bad guys. Now, you thought that the blue gorilla alien, which turned out to be, what was it, like a tarantula or whatever it was called? I don't know why it was called that. But the character's name was Luca Brazzi, of all things. Was it really? Obscure Godfather reference. Why? Why? Luca. Luca Brazzi. I gotta say though. And he didn't even sleep with the fishes. This twist. This twist where Oh my god. That it was the it was the the, same alien that M saw when she was a child. I did not see that coming and I thought that was really clever. And that was the one point in the movie that I was like But they look pretty much exactly the same. ah. Like as soon as he turned up, I'm like, Oh, it's the same alien grown up. I didn't think that. I did I honestly missed that. That impressed you. I'm glad that impressed you. I was like, oh, 
They didn't do anything with it. No. But I was like... I got yeah. them out of that jam. Isn't I, it lucky that he remembered? I, I kind of like that. What do you was, remember from being like a little kid? Probably very little, right? I mean, if you had an experience with an extraterrestrial, you'd remember that. No, I'm sure that she would remember. But what about him? Well, actually, it's the same for him too. She is a, <laughs> she's an extraterrestrial to him. Yeah. Except he's on and, her planet. And uh, she saved his life. So it makes, yeah. it makes sense. It can go with that. Yeah. So go on. I was saying that he... He is a bad guy. Yeah. And he is. He is. So I, I, I gave us a point for that. When they have a fight, I we mentioned in the original episode that Chris Hemsworth will fight him with a hammer. He does. We didn't even make the connection, did we? When he picks up the hammer in the movie, they start playing like Avengers music because Chris oh. Hemsworth played Thor. And I was just like, oh, there's a sneaky reference. But like it was there so quick and it didn't really have an impact on us. That went like, way over my head, I think, yeah. by that time my brain I thought it was, was so on the run. nose. Like when he picked it up, like you could literally hear like the Avengers theme start playing. And I was just like, oh, wow. But yes, I wish we'd predicted that. Uh, now, we also thought that Riza would be a bad guy. She the is. only thing we knew about her was that she was an alien. Yeah. The information we had on her was Riza, an alien, and that was it. So I think we did well presuming that she was, again, we, we predicted that she'd be the woman with the third arm. I don't know why I thought she had multiple faces. There was no indication. You did say that. There was no indication. I think, I think in the trailer we saw that, right? We saw her have... Like- well, she like flicks her hair, but to me, it looked like her hair was parting and a second face was coming through. But yeah, I, I think I just misinterpreted We kept calling happened. her the Cleopatra alien. Yeah. There's no mention or... Because we thought she'd be in Egypt. The movie doesn't even go to Egypt. Doesn't even go to Egypt, yeah. But we'll get into that when we get to what we got wrong. But yeah, she's definitely a bad guy. She definitely has an extra arm, so we were right there. And she but, slept yeah. with uh, H. And she did. I don't think we predicted history. that. history. We did not predict that. I think any person with a vagina in the movie, or even an alien vagina, had sex with H, from what I understand. Emma Thompson didn't, or at least we're led to believe. Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know what will happen in future installments. <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> now, I also suggested that the aliens are around the world as, like, stops on the way. Sorry. Just laughing at the idea of a future installment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was moving beyond that point, but anyway. Oh, yeah, continue. That really tickled you. So, yeah, this is something that we ultimately got wrong, but I thought all the aliens that we see, so Luca Brazzi, Rizza, and all these people would just be stops along the way as they travel around the world trying to solve a mystery. I mean, they are. If we settled on that, that would be correct, but we eventually settled on your idea of the aliens are being released and put around the world yeah. to cause chaos. So yeah. we'll get into that more when, yeah. when we go over what we got wrong. But, yeah, if we just settled on what I said, <laughs> all right. so I'm like, it would make more sense to do this. You're right, Kieran. But you poo-pooed it. Yeah, that was my you fault. You specifically poo-pooed it, so I just want to... Just want to slap you on the wrist for that one. Jesus Christ. Now, Jeez, forgive me for trying to, you know, construct a narrative in this movie. Yeah. Well, at least one person did that. Too bad the filmmakers didn't. Anyway, we thought that the noisy cricket would appear in the movie. It did. It in did. one scene. M picks it up and she, like, gives it a face because she's like, uh-uh, this is too little for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she picks up a big gun and is like, uh-huh, I like this I one. I like this one, yeah. <laughs> That was literally how they treated the other three movies all throughout this one. It was just like, oh, here's a one second Mm. reference to the movie and we're just going to like shit all over it. So on one stage, she's supposed to be this massive fangirl that knows everything about the men in black or at least enough about it to know who High T is, to know who H is, to know about like the technology that they use. So she would know what the cricket is, the noisy cricket is. And I'm sure they would tell her too. Apparently not. She just sort of, because that's the most powerful gun they have. Yeah. So- wouldn't she be like, yeah, I'll take this one. I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. 
now we also thought that Frank the Pug would have a cute little cameo in the he movie. Does. That's absolutely correct. I went into depth about how they can't just focus on these returning characters for a really long time, and I'm so glad that they didn't. Yeah, because the movie didn't really need it. Well, actually, it needed a lot more than what it gave us. But yeah, we had enough cameos that I thought was respectable. Yes, and we had the worms as well. The worms. We saw them from yep. behind for some reason. They were just walking past. <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't focus on them because they always annoyed me. I in the hate previous those movies. characters. Yeah, yeah, they're just annoying. And I also, interestingly enough, said that the movie will only be successful if it only references the characters from the other movies briefly. Now, the movie does, <laughs> but it, it wasn't successful, it so successful? couldn't give me a point for that. Uh, now, here is our major predictions. This was the biggest predictions that we made in the episode. Now, we said that High T, let me just point out that it was me who floated this theory. I said that High T is secretly an alien who has infiltrated the MIB in order to further his evil scheme. Well done. And that is 100% That's the, the twist plot. of the movie. That's the plot. And I can't believe in the original episode you were like, I'm not convinced by that theory. <laughs> like, I'm going to need more convincing. I was convinced. I, I thought Liam Neeson would be the bad guy. But you thought um, he'd be a human. But I didn't. I thought he'd be a human, yeah. I didn't wow. think he'd be an alien. I'm so glad that I was able to convince you because, well, look at that. I think this is the biggest twist we've ever predicted, honestly. Mm. I, when I saw that in the movie. There was no reason for us to think that as well. And it'd been a while since I'd listened to the episode, so I didn't realize that we'd actually said that in the episode. So when I went back and listened to it, I was jumping up and down and yeah. pumping in the air and screaming, yes, yes! It was making everyone on the street look at me, but like, still... Like Gollum in the end of Lord of the Rings? Yes, exactly. Exactly like that. And then I fell into lava and died. But anyway, we said... Is that a metaphor for watching the movie? Yes. We said that High T's ultimate plan is to wipe out the humans on Earth and let his species take it over. Uh, in a way, yeah. I'm extrapolating there, so yeah. you're going to have to go with me, but that is that is what he's doing. Yeah. He wants the hive to come and assimilate Earth. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not wrong. Yeah, it's not. And we said that the climax will involve a either a machine or a whirlpool, oh, yeah, which allows right. aliens access to the Earth. That's exactly oh right. God. I can't believe it. Like, we thought we only got the start of the movie, but we actually nailed the end of the movie <laughs> perfectly. We got it so right, I couldn't believe it. But yeah. That was right. And we said that the final fight will involve a CGI monstrosity, a creature that's like a CGI yes. creation that doesn't look that convincing. Yes. And that was absolutely correct. So, yeah. And um, it also involved Pawnee. So, I'm going to count that too. <laughs> High T turns into not the cockroach for the final that's right. fight. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was too. Yeah, it was. It was pretty much the cockroach from the first movie. They just ripped that off because even his skin ripped off. Like, High T's skin ripped off exactly like the cockroach and just sort of like folded it away, except it was nowhere near as impressive <laughs> yeah and it was just a really lame fight too because it was just it had just <laughs> involved tessa thompson going down the Falling wormhole down a wormhole and then and then having a flashback it. about like finding the truth yeah what was that for about some reason <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was just dumb. and that was the hive that was like sucking them in right that was like the core of yeah the hive the, the, those yeah that's right coming out it didn't make a lot of sense to yeah, me but i yeah. just wanted was, just to confirm that because i established it's a bad either. movie so that was everything that we got right, and that gave us a total of 42 points. Nice. So I'm really keen now to hear what we got wrong, because I don't think the list will be that long. No, it will not be. Well, let's go straight into it. Um, so I just want to talk about a little bit about what we discussed before we actually started talking about the plot. Yep. As we mentioned, Because we said, really didn't want to talk about that plot. We talked about <laughs> no, the history of Men in Black for about half the show. Yeah, half the show was just talking about beforehand. We really procrastinated that. Also, by the way, um, I just want to let everyone know that my voice is a little hoarse from screaming at the TV screen. Right, yeah. After I the could movie. hear that that's a little bit. Why, <laughs> that's why I'm losing my voice. But I will power through for you guys. So you were wanting to say that Jay's, uh, that Tessa Thompson's character 
M was a sibling or a relation to J's yep. uh, in some capacity, either a sister or family, but we decided... Sounded a little bit racist in retrospect. Well, I'm like, all <laughs> no, black people I are mean, related. But it would have been an interesting connection. I mean, it's not, it's not like, you know, it would tie it to the first movie, so yeah, could have been. I like the idea that I said that she might be his girlfriend, but that means he'd be dating a 10-year-old. <laughs> yes. Or younger. Uh, but we decided not to go with that, yeah. so that's probably the best. Um, we also spoke about like the fact that IT might die. He which does. He does, but not at the start. You know? I don't think I included that in my list. Yes. Yeah, so. well, we didn't we decided that he would die at the start. We no, floated no, no, that no, idea. Because because we floated that idea and then we sort of said, Well, no, because M sees him afterwards, so he can't have died. Well, we never said that he'd be killed in the movie, so I suppose I can't count it as something we got right. We just said there'd be a fight with a CGI oh, monstrosity. We never went assumed. into what happened really to High T. We just said he'd be an alien. So yeah. If we'd yeah. said he died, well, we did say that he would die in the movie, so that's technically right. So maybe I should give us an extra point. For yeah, that. I think we do. All right, it. let's go 43. What we got wrong in the actual plot of the movie. Now, I put as one of my points was that it was a loose retread of the first movie. Now, Which I put as You put right. as a positive. Now, I don't know if it is exactly that, but in listening to loose. your- Loose was the key listening word Listening to your sort of argument, I can kind of get on board because I didn't really see a lot of parallels between this and the first movie. But I guess when you like dumb it down and simmer it down to its very simple form- Oh, they did it. Form, a good job of dumbing it down. <laughs> then yes, yes, you're right. So I won't count that. We said that M uh, sees the events of the first movie, which does not happen. No, she doesn't. That would have been cool though. Of the first movie, it's completely unrelated, and she's definitely not related to Jay. No, we said that the bad guys' whole thing what they're doing is they're releasing bad aliens around the globe and our men in black heroes are running around and stopping Trying them. Trying to capture them again. That's what We thought they were being released from the men in black like they are in prison. Mm. Sort of like in the second movie how mm. the bad guy released all the prisoner aliens. Yeah. We thought that the someone was releasing the prisoner aliens. I suppose we settled on high T was releasing the prisoner aliens and they were just causing chaos around the world as a distraction Yeah. while he you know, opened while up the portal. While he tried to open up the portal and do his nefarious thing yeah. of trying to wipe the globe out or whatever we sort of settled on, which doesn't happen. Uh, now, here's a question for yes. you. Why were they running around the world trying to get the super gun? What was High T's overall plan there? I suppose he wanted them to bring the gun back to Well, we're kind of we're kind of right. In the end, he didn't need it. Because he's doing things on the side and he's trying to get them to run around, waste time. But the whole thing is- He them, was helping them. They, they're they trying to get the star. Like he was actively- And also, by the way- He was actively helping by them the way, achieve their goal. By the way, but the whole didn't, thing- He didn't that, need the, the gun. He didn't need the planet-destroying gun at all. No, he didn't. So why so was why, he Yeah, them? why did he need that? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't and understand that, that, his motivations that at t- all. That turned out to be the reason that they killed him. Also- yeah, <laughs> He also, helped them <laughs> defeat him. Also, there was a whole thing about uh, Tessa Thompson. M is just like, oh my God. God, uh, High T knows exactly what we were doing. How did he know what we were doing? That's how they figure out he's a bad guy because he was knew their locations. Yeah. But isn't that his job? Yeah, it is. I think H even says that, which is like, like, why would that clue you in that he's a bad guy? Because he wouldn't. you were in Naples or wherever the hell they were. Yeah. Because he's the freaking boss. Like, Yeah. And <laughs> we've already established in previous movies that the men in black track all their agents. Yes. That's kind of their job. It's like, they, he gave me this watch. It has a tracking device in it. You yeah, know, no shit. shit. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, so his motivations were basically non-existent. So we say there's a cold... I'm really stretching here. Yeah. We said there's a cold open and the mission goes well. I say that as something that's incorrect because technically it doesn't, yeah. I yeah, guess. It does but we don't know that. So, you know, we're kind of right. You said We said the UK branch has a leader that will be killed or promoted. Yeah. Now, we don't really know what happens to the former UK leader. It's just no, left hand. We don't even know who they are. We went into so much detail about like who yeah. this other guy is. We spoke in like, length about this old dude that was like, yeah. either going to retire 
hire or going to die or be killed. Yeah. No. Nah. You said there'd be a London song. Uh, Once you went to the UK. Yeah, and we said there'd be a lot they of- they did that in Die Another Day, and I'm just like, <laughs> that was so bad that I, I really think they're going to do it in this movie yeah. too, but they do not. We also which, said- To the movie's credit. To the movie's credit. We also said there'd be a lot of stereotypical British things, and you there know weren't. what? Yeah, to the movie's credit, there wasn't. So good for them. I don't even think they filmed in London. Uh, we said that the secret- How much London did we see except <laughs> for establishing shots? We did not see any. We said there'd be a secret entrance to the Men in Black headquarters underneath the London Eye. Yeah, or in a phone booth. Wasn't. We couldn't decide on uh, what it was. Yeah, in the phone booth. But who, who would have thought it was a typewriter shop? Nobody. Nobody. Because that's and, not interesting. And H, because he's the best agent in the force, always forgets the button. What? Well, maybe they change it all the time. Who knows? Do. Maybe they do. But that, that would be they change it every day. So be he has annoying. to tell everyone who comes in. So if a random man <laughs> comes in off the street in a suit, hoping to get his typewriter replaced. Uh, he just tells him like, oh, push that button over there. He's like, oh, what's this? I, I don't know what this is. And he has to neuralize him. <laughs> he neuralizes all these people. Yeah. We said Riza will be a Cleopatra style character in Egypt. They never went to Egypt. And she isn't like Cleopatra. She isn't like Cleopatra in the slightest. At all. It's, it's yeah. her hair. It's, we thought looked at it her It doesn't even like, look like Cleopatra's like, yeah, hair. Kind of got an Egyptian vibe going on here. No, it never happened. Yeah, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, we said the previously captured aliens will all be criminals. So killing them will be okay. Not really. I mean, all the aliens we meet are just people just doing yeah. their thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Even the ones they fight aren't particularly bad. There's that no. weird bearded alien that was really disturbing. Oh, that's right. There was a guy who had an alien for a beard and like it went into their water bottle for some reason and followed them and tried to shoot them. Why did that happen? And, and when he flew off, what, what did he do there? Because he was like, I'm going to you know, betray you guys. And he flew off. Yeah, and, and then like, never came back in the movie again. But why was he following them first of all? Because the guy whose beard it was, like the guy who had the beard alien, Gave H the bike. So, like, what was he angry about? What was the beard alien angry about? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, maybe we missed something, though. Maybe yeah, it's maybe. not the movie's fault. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe. our fault. Uh, we spoke about High T doesn't want to keep... His whole motivation was he doesn't want to keep aliens hidden. He had yeah. this big idea of, like, I'm going to expose the world to aliens and humans can just keep up. Yep. Uh, never really no. went in that direction at all. Well, that would have been really bad. So and we also spoke about uh, the bad aliens being released as distractions, which yep. they kind of weren't. No. Uh, the whole movie was a distraction. Well, we were trying to justify it earlier when we said what was High T's overall plan by having them go around and retrieve this gun. Like, mm. was it a distraction? But it wasn't. It wasn't a distraction because no. it wasn't like he was doing anything while they were away. Yeah, I don't know why. Now, I didn't even question it when I watched it, why they needed to get that star. The gun. The gun. Unless the Hive was going to use the gun on Earth, I but guess. But they weren't. They didn't need the gun at all. The only reason they had the gun was to justify being able to destroy the Hive in total. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we said, and the last thing I've got here, High T wanted to wipe the humans out so he could steal their resources, and that's what we said. Yeah. On and, uh, we were sort of right. We were sort of right. We were sort of right, but yeah, again, sort of wrong at the same time. So. Right. so how many points did we get? Wrong. Well, that was very brief, so I'm presuming that we didn't get that many. I'm count- guessing about 11. Let me count it up for me, because I didn't do that before. <laughs> well done, Matty D. One, two, three. He's taking his shoes off. He's getting his toes out to count. Look at him go. He's running. 15 points we got wrong, which means we smashed it. Yeah, we absolutely nailed this movie. So we've got a ratio of 43 correct to 15 incorrect. That means we absolutely nailed the movie. This 
is definitely the best prediction we've best ever prediction made. We've ever done. I so wish I could say it was the best movie we've ever covered Anybody so who thought there was nothing good that came out of Men in Black International, that's incorrect yeah. because we managed to predict this movie. Success for potential yeah. spoilers. I've got to say, a friend of mine actually liked this movie, so I feel oh, like oh kind no. of bad. So there is somebody, there are people that like it. So I'm well, sorry it's got if like, you're one of those people and we... It's got like 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, so presumably 23% of the audience liked it. Yeah, so. so Yeah, jeez. Who would this appeal to? You're a friend, apparently. Yeah. Have they never seen a Men in Black movie before? Have they never seen a movie before? I could understand that. The way they explained it to me was that they were like, well, I didn't watch the trailer and I didn't come in with any expectation. So it was just fun. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right, yeah, right, okay, fair enough. If you're just going in for a good time, I can completely understand it. If you're not as jaded and cynical as we are, who apparently hate everything. Yeah, we do. I can't wait to get to movies talking about movies that we actually liked. Yeah, that'll be fun. We said that Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were pretty much miscast in the movie. Like, they couldn't capture the chemistry that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones had in the previous movie. So, if you could cast anybody in the two lead roles, who would you cast? If it had to be a guy and a girl, who would be your dream casting? Who would be great in Men in Black? I don't know who I'd cast. I think I think the cast of this movie was good. I just think the writing was bad. Right, fair enough. Um, so you reckon they could have done it, but I think you'd like the movie a whole lot better if it had somebody like Dwayne, Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson. Johnson. Yes. As the lead character. Yeah, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson can be the lead. And then because he's an American, you could pair her up with a charming British, British woman. woman. So why not have somebody like Emily Blunt? Yeah. I think they'd make a great comedy duo together. Oh, yeah? You so, think so? Where is this going? Unfortunately, we're not going to see them in a Men in Black movie. Like, they're no. never going to make that. But they did make a movie called Jungle Cruise, a Disney comedy movie for the whole family, of course, starring those two. And that is the movie that we will be predicting the plot of next week. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. So yeah. it looks like a fun movie. This movie has been delayed for years and years. It was supposed to come out like two years ago. Yeah. But I guess they, it just wasn't finished or they had to reshoot it. It wasn't working. Who knows what's going on? I haven't read anything about the history or the production of this movie so far. But of course, come next week, I'm going to be an expert on it. <laughs> I'm going to watch The African Queen. Oh, are you? Because I think it's pretty much the same movie yeah. and I'm going to get some ideas. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch that movie for ages anyway. Mm. So, And when we come back, we're going to have an idea. We're each going to go away and come up with our own ideas of what we think is going to happen yeah. in it. And I'm going to go on a cruise in the jungle. You are? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just trying to outdo me in every way. <laughs> so if you have any theories, if you even care, if you care about what's happening in the upcoming Jungle Cruise movie, of course by the way, it's care. based on a ride in Disneyland, if you didn't know. Then that's always a recipe for success. So you can go and do that. They're trying to recapture the Pirates of the Caribbean spirit. So yeah, if you care about it and you think you know what's going to happen in it, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's several places that We're you can let everywhere. us know. everywhere. You can't bump around without finding us. Did we miss anything in Men in Black International? Did you like the movie? There's so many things you can let us know. Did we miss the point? Do you disagree with what we have to Was say? Was this the best Men in Black movie they've yeah, made so far? This is the best it's Men not. Black movie. But give us an argument as to why you think it might be. I would like that. Even if you're just lying, it'd be nice. Just lie. So until we join forces again next week to talk about The Jungle Cruise, have a great week. See ya then. Quick Matty D, before we go, look into my neuralizer and I'll make you forget about this movie. What? A recycled joke from the last time we did this episode? You won't remember that. (laughs) I'm going to go and watch the... What's the movie called? Is it The Jungle Queen? I don't know. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Tell me the The answers to the life's questions. The Jungle Queen movie. Jungle Queen. According to Wikipedia, Jungle Queen.
Oh no, that's the movie where the woman's a uh, a gorilla. <laughs> that's not right. Is it what? the River Queen? The River Queen. No, the River Queen. Technology at its finest. Where were we before Google? I don't know. What's that Humphrey Bogart movie where he's on a boat? Casablanca. <laughs> What's the Humphrey Bogart movie where he's on a boat? African Queen. Fuck me. African Queen. We got there in the Here end. Here we go. I hope you're keeping that. 